You reminded me I forgot something. I'm trying to develop a habit. Yeah, move aside, Chris. You want to show me how it's done? (laughs) Yeah, like that. (laughs) I haven't practiced my scales today. I, uh, I jokingly have said... In my next life, I'm going to be a musician. In my next life, I'm not going to stop practicing when I'm, ooh, around 11, 12, 13-ish. I'm going to keep going. And I thought, you know what? That's actually not my theology. (laughs) I'm agnostic about what is going to happen in the afterlife, whether there is another life. So I kind of had to uh, get real with myself and say, oh, wait, what is this other life you're waiting on? I'm a Unitarian Universalist. We believe in the here and now. And if I really want to be a musician and play the piano, what am I waiting for? And it's also part of my theology and I'd make the case why we're all here, a similar theology, that, that we believe that human beings can change and learn and that practice is at the heart of that. So I, won't, I don't know where I'll get in terms of practicing the piano, but it's based on the very simple premise that by doing the same thing over and over again, ideally, you'll get better. I mean, there is a way to practice and actually get worse. (laughs) Um, So, hmm. What's interesting to me about practice is that it does have this dual component. So you can do something over and over again, and it's actually destructive and painful and not helpful. Or you can practice and actually make minor incremental changes and find that when you started over there, you're now way over here by taking simple steps day in and day out. This is National Tattoo Week, which is why we're talking about tattoos of the heart. I tried to arrange for a tattoo artist to come. got too complicated. I thought, okay, I'll just preach about it instead. (laughs) But tattoos interest me because they are an expression of, of your values. And some of those values are hate, what people may put on their knuckles and foreheads. And some of them are remembrances or things that are deeply 
mattering. That's not a verb. Um, <laughs> they're about being reminded what is of utmost to you. And I'd make the case we come to church and we come together to re-engage with what is utmost to us. And I know I am preaching to the choir when I say, those of us who choose to come to church week in and week out, understand that it isn't going to wow you every single Sunday. And some Sundays you may go, I'm not sure what that did for me. And I'm very clear it's not about the sermon most Sundays. That's very obvious to me. But that's okay. It's about a tattoo on your heart. It is about a repetition. It is about coming and finding something has changed, something opens you up to a new idea, something exposes you and changes you in a way that over time, a year ago, sitting here, you are now someone else today. There's this movie called Smoke. Has anyone seen the movie called Smoke? In, in part of it, um, the, to, there's a cigar shop at the center of it, and the cigar shop owner takes a picture outside his shop window every single day and has done this for years. And so he has these scrapbooks of these pictures of the exact same shot, and a customer comes through and flips through them and goes, they're all exactly the same which is how tattoos and habits and ordinariness and coming to church every Sunday may seem. But if you look more closely, not a single one of the pictures is the same. They're all different. And like that reading, it, we, we say the same words, some of the same words every single Sunday. But every Sunday, you bring yourself and whatever is going on in your life, the joys, the sorrows, the confusion, the certainty, the last little bit of news you heard before you walked in the door, or someone leaned over and whispered to you, and the words have different meaning this Sunday. None of the pictures are the same. Someone asked the um, Dalai Lama, if you only had one word to describe the secret of happiness and what it means and takes to live a fulfilling life, what would that word be? Without a hesitation, he said, routine. Routine. You know, we think of routine as tedious and boring and a chore, and I have to do, I have to wash the dishes again. I used to lament. I love cooking, and at the same time, I would prepare a meal and think, people eat it, and it's gone. What? I'm wasting my life doing this. And there was that period in my life where I was cooking fabulous meals, but the response was, ew, I hate this. This again? but it's about your intention. So routine didn't always mean 
ordinary, boring, tedious. I think we live in a consumer society where excitement and, and change and new is overvalued. And I'm an excitement junkie, and I've always believed in adventure. And I have come to realize I am a much better human being when I have routines in my life. But a routine came from route. You know, that path that an animal would make over and over again. And it, and it has connections with, with following a route to a spiritual enlightenment, to making a pilgrimage. And our routines are that. They are our pathways to change, ultimately. See, it's that wonderful irony that we get to hold in our Unitarian Universalist that we, by doing the same thing over and over again, if I play those scales long enough, I'm going to outdo you, Chris Bell. <laughs> Just you wait. Although it's not about a race. That's the other part. A spiritual routine isn't about getting there first about paying attention to yourself and noticing how you change. So every single religious tradition and all religious life involves routine. And what it is, the reason I handed out, um, I want to get mine because I want to talk about it. The reason I handed out these, we just had the Roots class, and this is in the last Roots, or the third Roots class, these elevator speeches because part of routine, spiritual practice, is setting your intention. So those routines that are destructive are when you're actually not paying attention to your intention, when you're not paying attention, when you're just doing things by rote. And um, So what I ask you to do is to read through these when you can. And find the one that speaks to you most. Today, the one I just caught my eye is on the first page, a church that starts with the proposition that life is a gift. And that you look underneath, what does that actually mean, that life is a gift? What are the values that are underneath that? And let that value... We could make a whole bunch of possibilities. This life is a gift, meaning we don't know where we come from or where we're going, so this lifetime is what we have. Make the most of it. That's one part. Uh, since it is our month of humility, life is a gift is the notion that I did not bring myself into the world. I need to be grateful for those who made that possible and to live a life that makes the fact that I'm able to be here and now worthy. So those are the values that are underneath that one proposition. So how can I make that value like a steady drip on my heart for everything I do when I wake up, when I make my cup of coffee, when I call a friend, when I'm not sure what to do next? How can it become a drip that guides me through all the ordinary routines that make up our day? That that's where the change happens. 
when you play the scales of your day with an intention. We've talked a little bit about prayer before. I'd make the case that every single devotional life has this notion of, of routine and repetition. That's why there are prayer beads so that you can say over and over again and make it tactile, a certain prayer or a mantra. The walking meditation this morning, by doing that once a month, you come to meet how the seasons change, how your body has changed. Some people are uncomfortable with prayer, and I'll keep talking about it until you get comfortable with the fact. (laughs) It will be my spiritual drip for you that you set aside all those fears that it's somehow addressing a a deity of uh, unknown magnitude of infinite power and that who you're actually talking to is yourself and that it is a self-drip of setting your intentions. So I have a prayer I say every morning And it goes like this. I wake up. This morning, I smile. And then I literally smile. I have 24 hours before me. I vow to live those 24 hours fully and with eyes of compassion for every single person I meet. And I do that every single morning. And the part of it that I find most effective is when I force myself to smile. Because it somehow, chemically, neuropathway-wise, changes my whole take on the day. I'm someone who's prone to night anxieties and terrors and don't sleep well and I'll wake up in the morning and already have worries and, and a long list of failures before the day has even started. So I have tried to develop a habit that disrupts that. And I find just smiling and often it feels a little creaky. So that's my point. That it, Prayer does not have to be to some magical being. That it is about what drip, what tattoo do you want to see? Not just every morning, but maybe every... For, so those, for those of us who are forgetful about what really is most important, I need to hear every hour, every five minutes be reminded... because I think it is the intentions, the tattoos that we have inked onto our hearts. So I'm, I'm going to give you um, an assignment, and that is to go through here and pick one and look at the intention underneath it and pick that as the tattoo on your heart for the week. And for those of you who want the advanced course, pick the slogan here that least attracts you and dig a little deeper and go, I wonder why I don't like that. 
and what's underneath that? And then pick that value as the intention that you set for all of your routines and not make it a chore but make it extraordinary because each moment then becomes extraordinary and you end up playing the scales incredibly slowly because this is not a value that's very familiar to being able to play like Chris Powell that value becomes automatic because I find I have reactions to things that are uh, I'll be judgmental quickly and then when I go wait wait I really want to be open hearted and understand more than judge you my habit begins to kick in so may you notice what tattoos you have on your heart this week and may you bring a new one in may it be so we give away our plate every single Sunday this month this is our last week to give to the healthy community store initiative give generously generously 